to For the Life of Me podcast, where I share musings and perspectives on what it really truly means to live a life divine in this crazy world. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Julie Pyatt, your host. Hey Tribe, I'm really happy to be communicating over this amazing medium today. Thanks so much for tuning in all across planet Earth. I truly, truly cherish these special moments that we get to spend together. Today I really wanted to dive into the topic of owning your own authority. And I also want to tie this to the beloved experience that I have had of being in relationship with gurus. Guru means bringer of light. And I have had experiences in my life where I have felt as if the divine has kissed me in interacting with many of these great sages. Recently, some more guru bashing documentaries came out, <laughs> which I always watch because I just, I'm from the world. So I know all the, all the twists and turns and the whole human drama. Many of you had heard, have heard me say that I consider myself a relationship expert because I've been married three times. So if you want to plan a wedding, I like, I know exactly how to do that. But similarly, similarly, if I could say that word correctly, in the guru land, I have had many cherished gurus. I maybe, some could say I may have had more gurus than I had lovers. Ooh, uh-oh, that's maybe a lot to say. But anyway, I have this awareness of being very connected to the yogi lineage, to the Vedic lineage. And through my own experiences of exploring what has happened beyond this lifetime, I am aware of many, many lifetimes that I've had in the Vedic lineage. And so it is no accident that I'm deeply connected to the Vedas, to yoga, to meditation, to yoga nidra, to many different kinds of yogic practices that have really provided such gorgeous shelter, just shelter and really like an avenue of transformation for so many of us on planet Earth. And it causes us an opportunity to explore and to delve deeper into really what happens in human organizations and structures where humans come together around sacred teachings to explore an expansion or an evolution. And what I would caution against is it would be uh, unfortunate if we threw out the sacred evolution and expansion of these lineages and many of these teachers with their human acts of imbalance, abuse of sex, power, money. It's sort of like we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like literally there are nuggets of immense value, just literally life-changing value in these structures and systems and, you know, we have this thing as humans, and I've been talking about it recently, and I'm going to talk about it some more, but that we're trying to somehow find an intellectual consensus. So we have all these hours of podcasts talking ad nauseum about, well, is it this diet? Is paleo the right diet? Or is vegan the right diet? Or was this guru pure? Or was this one the right one? This one was a fake. This one was right. So we have these extreme sort of ideas of what it means to live a human life. Meanwhile, the true biology, the true 
just fact of life is that none of us are the same. So if none of us are the same, how do we find a consensus? Like, where is the logic in that? You could call me not a logical person, but now I'm finding myself to be quite logical because it's seeming that in the face of these structures crumbling, that the connection to spiritual source is one of the only things, I would say the only thing, the first thing, the last thing, and the middle thing that we can truly count on. So now let me get to why it is so important that we claim our own authority and we take responsibility for our own life. Now, one of the very fundamental reasons that we need to claim our own authority is that we don't want to allow ourselves to play the role of victim. In any experience, it is your perspective to what happens and not actually what happened that changes your life or can either expand your life or render you in a state of paralysis or victimhood. So I'm not saying that life isn't hard and that we aren't all suffering at some different levels or receiving experiences in life that are so challenging. But what I'm telling you is without the ability to claim our own authority and create, we could say, lemonade out of lemons, we will stay in that consciousness of trapped victimhood. And so the problem is, in humanity, we're often looking for that hack, aren't we? We're looking for that quick fix. We want someone to give us a pill. We don't want to look at the ugly. We just want to take something to cover it up. And gall, if we can find somebody who's going to take responsibility for us and give us a name and hit us on the head with a wand, and suddenly we're, we're going to be realized because we don't have to worry about it, but he's worrying about it. He said, I'll take care. For me, if a, any teacher says to you, I'll take care, that is the cue for you to run away as quickly as you can. No one has the right to take care of another person's evolution. However, I will share with you, after learning a very difficult lesson in giving my power away, I never gave my power away anymore. So I can say, I love the lineage, but I am not of the lineage. And I take responsibility for my own life. I understand that I have the authority to step into all of my power. And what I would offer to you is that the guru often shows up in your life the way that you need it to show up in your life. So for instance, in my experience where I learned not to give my power away, the guru showed up and tried to steal my power. (laughs) And that came in the form of being served a legal summons, accusing me of stealing things from him. And this was after I hosted him and loved him and I was the most devoted student and none of it was true. None of it was even remotely true from where my heart was. And it rendered me in the fetal position, crying my eyes out for months at a time. But then something amazing happened, and that is in the middle of the night, suddenly I was drawn to a harmonium that I couldn't play, and these songs started riding through me. And if I had looked back on my life, I was a singer since the age of six. But I decided not to pursue music for various reasons. My brother is a rock star. I wanted to differentiate from him, so I did other things. And when I went inside, after the tears stopped, my music came. And I ended up writing two albums that I then created with my sons over a seven-year period. 
which was and is still one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. And so here I had been running away from myself, and these songs had been waiting inside of me for about 40 years, or you know, 36 years, waiting for me. And, you know, of course, everything's divine, and I look back on it, and I say, well, I was waiting to do it with my children because I wanted to create music with them. So everything was perfect, however... I often meditate, was this guru my greatest enemy or was he my most beloved teacher? Which was it? Actually, he was both, right? He was both. I mean, I discovered my music from that. And had that not happened, I was so busy and so creative and doing sculptures and paintings and retreats and food and whatever. So what I'm saying is the guru meets you in the area that you need to transform and When people come to me or they'll write to me and tell me that I came in a dream or they experienced me or I embodied some sort of vibration that they considered to be guru-like or teacher-like, what I would tell you is what I know is that the divine uses whatever form she needs to inspire you. So if you are a romantic, she'll show up as your lover. It's actually not that personal. Like it seems really personal, but the point is, is that I don't know that I'm coming to you in the dreams. There's other aspects of me, or maybe we have a lineage. Maybe we're connected. Maybe we're soul family. Yes, you know, that's true. But as you become mature in the spiritual path, you realize that you are a servant of the force. So the way that I move through my life and the reason that I know that there are moments during this podcast where there will be a divine transmission is equally related or directly related to the amount that I am able to get my personality out of the way. So the way that I do that is by aligning with my true life print. So I don't teach telling people what to do I teach offering my own experience of being married to so many men (laughs) and having so many gurus. No, lots of experience, right? I've given birth to four kids. I've raised five. I've built two homes. I've been an entrepreneur. I am an entrepreneur. So I have a lot of life experience and I share from experience. And that's what keeps me safe and keeps me in alignment because I have no idea what is the highest path for you. What I will tell you is that your path to self-realization or your victory of your life will be unique to you and you alone. And only you can fulfill that life experience. There is no guru. There is no teacher. There is no one that can do it for you. There is no relationship. There is no love relationship. There is no child. There is no animal partnership. Nothing can do that for you. So it is between you and source alone. And hold on to my experience so you can believe that I believe until you believe. Well, I would say until you know. But when you go through these experiences, when you've taken your own authority, I take responsibility. In that taking responsibility, I become free. And then I can reflect and see that he wasn't my biggest enemy. He was in that moment, really brutal. Woo. But he was also my greatest teacher. And in that, I have a reverence for him. So I could be on my knees to him in that reverence, recognizing the beauty of the pain, the beauty of the one who transgressed me. You see? So that is when you become powerfully embodied. And this is why we must be careful about judging people or gurus or devotees for their experience of interaction. Because there is also a perspective where it takes a great 
power and courage to give your ego up to another. This brings me to my decision to actually launch Shrimu, which is my plant-based not cheese collection. And the reason is because, you know, I thought long and hard about it. I was a fashion designer. I was working, you know, 20-hour days, gave birth to two babies. I sold all the stores in the country. I was well aware of what it takes to launch a company. And I was in my office in the middle of my sage bush on my land in Malibu one morning. I was reflecting on my life. I've been with my current husband 20 years, and I happened to convince my Vedic astrologer to tell me my death date. So I know that according to that plan, I have about 26 years left. And I was giggling. I started laughing when I started to think of Rich and my relationship and like what's where it's going in 26 years and just even contemplating being with somebody for that long. And then I thought to myself, well, I can make some cheese. Like I knew that the product had the potential to really, really, really help so many people because it's universal, it's plant-based, it's vegan, it's paleo, it's dairy-free, it's gluten-free, it's kosher. It's a subscription format that I've created in the most beautiful, artful, sacred altar box. It's in total alignment with who I am. And the reason is because I felt like, well, if I'm going to be here 26 years... I can make some cheese. I think I have enough energy to make some cheese. So I'm stepping into that alignment. But again, I cannot lay my head down on my pillow or drop this body dress and say, well, I didn't quite get to my life because I was living according to a lineage that Swami told me was the way. If I don't fulfill my own life print, then I will have not succeeded in my life. There's no one else coming to save you. There is no one else coming to live you. You are the only one that can live you. And at the end of the day, when I put my head on the pillow, I live it every day. I try to live it every moment. I live it for my life. When I drop this body, it will be my life that I lived and not yours and not any swamis. And so I always tell my students that I believe in you to find your way into living your own true essence, because how could it be otherwise? You are a divine emanation of God consciousness. And so until you realize it, I will hold that vision for you. But this is between you and your source, between you and your own consciousness. And it's not about anybody else. With my monthly Water Tiger membership community, the reason that I created it is because after having so many lovers and so many gurus, I started to realize, and even communing with other kind of frequencies or nature spirits or ET races or, you know, there's a lot of life in this multiverse. I'm not insane. Like, this is actually true. After being with so many different lineages, I really realized that everyone has their own perspective. And there is a realized woman saint, the only female realized woman saint. That's another thing I have an issue with. But her name is Sri Ma Ananda Moima, and my name is Ma Ananda Srimati. So we have only one syllable different in our names. I'm very connected to this radiant, beautiful being. She could be the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. She said once, or at least I read it. I don't know if she actually said it. She said, every man is right from his own point of view. And I would expand that and say, every woman, every life form, every race is right from their own point of view. And so I realized that 
we were in need of some format that I could give people where they could use spiritual practices that would assist them in remembering who they are, in rediscovering and falling in love with their own unique life print. So I always say, I'm not giving you those techniques to tell you that I want you to be like me. I don't. I want you to be like you because I believe in the perfection of nature. I believe that the solutions to the challenges that we are facing are incarnated all around us in people that are different, that don't fit in, that do things interesting and differently. So these are the techniques that I offer in Water Tiger, and this is what Water Tiger is. It's a monthly exploration offering you techniques, initiations, activations, perspectives, so that you can remember who you are and really start to embody yourself with such precision that there is no room for anybody else and that you arrive to a place of awareness where you are your most beloved life form. You are the life form that you consider before all other things. And in spiritual experience, we've been taught that this is not spiritual or it's not nice. But I would say it's in fact the opposite because until you can fully, fully receive yourself as an aspect of divinity, I don't really feel that you're available to offer that to anyone else. So Water Tiger does not bring you into a group of interactions with other individuals. It actually is encouraging a self-connection. So you will benefit from other people because they'll ask questions that will be relevant to you. And the question and Q&As are very, very ripe and very full of life experience. And you will experience the energetic gathering of hundreds of souls getting together over a common uh, mission, and that is to know themselves. So it's a common goal, I guess, but a completely unique mission. So that is what I offer with Water Tiger, and it is for everyone You don't need any level of spiritual awareness in order to experience that and dive in. And so until next time, I'm sending you so much love and may grace and beauty and creativity surround us all with each and every breath. Namaste. Be love. Be true.